0: be like i'm adrian i'm alex and i'm robin and then that's how we'll end gotta get that out first because we've been we've done this for 53 episodes or 52 episodes (laughs) and uh we still are messing with the formula
1: (laughs) it's art it's ever creating
2: yeah Mm -hmm. all right acting is reacting yes yes yes
0: no you're good you're good Hi, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Degrees. My name's Adrian,
1: and I'm Alex.
0: And today we have a special guest. Special guests, introduce yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Robin McCulloch. I'm a professional dungeon master and podcast host. Sometimes,
1: no, some well, sometimes, but like a lot of the time. Look, how how do you define (laughs) podcast host when honestly, there's a lot of like behind the scenes. So, like... Mm,
2: that's fair. Well, that I guess because cool. um, in some cases I'm a host. Like, I would consider myself a host for Starlight Ascension. But with, with other things, I'm more like... I just sort of am more like a... um, What's a... Like a fly on the wall. I just... I, 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 I'm there to sort of, like, supervise. I'm in the
1: industry. I'm in the podcasting yeah. industry.
0: <laughs> she knows things. All right. Um, and, yeah, I... You know... Oof, it's been a while since I've done it's this. It's been a
1: minute.
0: <laughs> I did one earlier with Dave, but uh, I was trying to get everyone, but everyone backed down. But, anyways,
1: was it off the rails? Was it just you and Dave?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was just me and Dave, just whiffing, riffing, um, whiffing. So, yeah, we've been <laughs> whiffing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, tell us about. You, as a professional dungeon master, how did it start? Was it just a no, like, I'm just a dungeon master for fun, and now, hey, let's go pro? Like, like how did that become?
2: Yeah, it's weird because it's like DMing really did. I mean, it's always been just a thing I, I've done for fun because the hardest part of getting a DD group together is finding someone who is willing to run the dang thing. So, You know, at some point, if you're if you want to play bad enough, at some point you just decide, screw it, I'll run the game. And so did that for fun for for many years. And then recently, a game store here in town had this interview they posted on their Facebook page that was like, hey, guys, we're starting up this like haunted hosted uh rpg session thing um where we're gonna have like ambient music and we want game masters to come and apply and um run games for us for money and i was like hey that sounds like a dream job so i applied they brought me in to interview they asked me about what game systems i knew what i'd be willing to run if i wanted to run weekly campaigns or just one shots and by the end of my interview they were like we actually want you to do both um <laughs> so i've done i've um so far it's just been for the store but you uh that has created more opportunities because um, the store hosts the first like six games and then after that I'm allowed to keep the campaign together on everyone's own time um, but which means after the six weeks I get to charge my rates as opposed to the store's rate so then everything goes up a little bit uh, just so that I can keep renting the table and because that that's the point where it's no longer provided by the store mm, gotcha get get minis um, provide fun things like we have an auction scene coming up and I'm, i got like a little ping pong paddles uh that i like painted white and drew auction numbers on because because only one of the party members made it to the auction because they snuck out so i didn't want the other three people to just not have anything so i'm going to hand them little character sheets that's like here's the person in the auction that you're playing here's how much money you have to bid <laughs> that you're really interested nice. in so that everyone can still be involved because i'm like everyone paid money to be there so it's like i don't want everyone to just be sitting there for three hours and be like all right guys great great uh great investment of your money and time so mm-hmm Anyway, that's the uh, long answer. (laughs) Please describe
1: the chair you sit in.
2: Oh, yes. It's a, uh, it looks very much like Castle Grayskull. It's just a giant like skull. I don't even know what it's made out of, but it's so cool. Built into the wall with these two torches sticking out of the sides of it, like the entrance to a cave in Skyrim. It's so (laughs) cool. And it looks like it wouldn't be comfy, but they have like this memory foam, uh, like movie theater cushion. In mm-hmm. the chair that you can that you just sink into, and I'm I'm just it's <laughs> it's great. I have no, and then they have the big like wormwood gaming tables in there, mm-hmm. so it's like I can't I have no complaints. Uh, they they really have all the all the amenities, and they have a cafe in there. It's just like want to drink a coffee while you're DMing or or a or a hard cider. You know, it's just it's I, it was, I was it was funny because I was talking to one of the other the 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 store's actual like employees like behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's kind of surreal because I got paid to say Goblin professionally six times today. And I was (laughs) like, that's really the dream. Like, that's really where we're at.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Some of my, what's called, one of my friends, Jay Wynn, he was like, dude, you should be, you're using your time and, and like stuff to like DM for these people weekly. Like you should get paid. And part of me is like, I understand that point of view, but I was like, I was always thinking like, I'm not good enough to get paid or I'm not good. I'm like, I got to work on myself and things like that. So I was under, never thought of it as like a paid gig at the first part, but I've always been interested in it and seeing other like people on TikTok and like, hey, if you want to rent me as a DM and things like that. And I was just like, always kind of like, could I ever, what made you do that leap?
2: Um, well, uh, for various reasons, it's incredibly hard for me to just exist in a nine to five job. It's just that environment, no matter, no matter what I, you know, no matter what the actual like work is, it's, 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 it's not an area in which I thrive or uh, feel uh, safe or, you know, comfortable in any way. And for my, for my poor, for my, uh, for, for, for the ways in which my brain is broken, uh, it's, it's hard (laughs) to, to exist in, in that, in that space. So I really wanted to find a way to make money off of something I love without trying to do so much of it that I burn myself out on it completely. And I think fe- like there are a couple hobbies that I was like, okay, well I could theoretically monetize this, but then I was like, ah, eh, but then I'd hate it. And I don't want to, you know, but with, with DMing, I, I have the benefit of having D as like a hyper fixation. So yeah. I can do as much DMing. And then it's like, by the end of it, I, f- I'm, I've already forgotten that I'm getting paid for it you know, like, I'm like, this is just a fun game I'm playing. And then at the end, I get money. And I'm like, Oh, right. That's part of this is now I'm actually (laughs) receiving compensation for my time and for my and for the effort I'm putting in. But it's like, You know, on the note of, like, I don't know if I'm good enough, imposter syndrome as a DM or, like, feeling like you're not a DM enough DM is really common in, like, this... I mean, it's common in general, but it's really common in this age where it's, like, you have so many DMs that are very much in the public eye and it's people are like, oh, anything you do is going to be compared to their style. Um, But honestly, like, I... Your style is going to be so right for your group as long as you're, like, listening to your players and responding to the ways that they like to play and Mm -hmm. and finding things that are interesting to them because like honestly like at that point it's all about just listening just being just being an active listener to your table because like I will come to I come to the game store with half a page of an outline of the area in which they're around and then notes on important NPCs and then, but my longest note page is just about the char- the player characters, like the things they've done, the NPCs they've gotten invested to, uh, their own relationships with each other and that kind of stuff, because I can take that I can take and spin into a four hour session way easier than any information out of a module that's like you know like I, I i started my first campaign for the store i started with a module and they crushed the entire thing in like three sessions because <laughs> you, when you're, you've got four hours that they that's like blocked for you to play there's no like okay here's where we're going to stop because it's dramatic it's like okay well you guys can keep going because we have more time and when you have a, a group of six people you know that are all very Ooh, into dnd yeah. or you know even our new players are so into the the experience and, and we're so excited to play I don't know, like, it's just, like, it, it's it benefits you to play it like it's not D&D in that, you know, that that's probably going to make, like, some rules lawyer-y people <laughs> po- possibly kind of angry, but I don't missile. mean that in, like, <laughs> I don't mean that in, like, ignore the game mechanics, but I mean, like, D&D encourages putting the math in the roles first, like, just at, at the core, like, in rules is written, like, mm-hmm. you know, really put roles first, but... I really like the like powered by the apocalypse, um, like monster of the week approach to uh, just letting the players riff and then being like, okay, that sounds like it. That sounds like a role, you know, give me that. And then putting player choice and player dialogue first and then f- using the game to sort of like lift that up and put that on its, and, and you know, like hold that up and be like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, this you you've made this decision now, let's see you know, how, how fate dictates how this happens. And that's where the dice come in. You know, I don't, anyway, this is, we're way off of uh, the original question at this point, but. Um, hey, but yeah, this is a uh, podcast. It happens all the time. <laughs> Sh- short answer. It's, it's, I wanted to keep doing, I, I wanted to keep doing telling stories, but I still need to eat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's nobody right. on this podcast that would complain about that. <laughs> there's nobody in this podcast i'd be like we you all know love what? edie yeah absolutely <laughs> now i feel attacked because i will reveal my dm screen and robin and i work together on oh, i know robin and i work on another podcast starlight ascension go check it out that's me self-plugging <laughs> um but now i've sent robin a bunch of stuff just being like, oh, I think you should know this. Oh, I think this would, This is what is happening behind my brain. <laughs> and now I feel like you're going to use it all the time. And I don't know how much I trust you now at this point because <laughs> I'm just joking. But it it's very – I don't know. It makes it more authentic because – And the story, the narrator would know everything if the narrator's omnipotent. And so that's going to play more of a compelling uh, story is the lack of better word that I have. Um, It's going to play a more compelling story if you know what else you can pull from. And then that also means that you're not doing any work because your players are doing the work, which is really what players should be doing. Because to have to sit there and then think on the spot, I think requires some level of laying back later. (laughs)
2: Yeah, uh, I will say, like, any any good dm everything you say is a weapon that will be used against you like it, <laughs> it, it, it's that's like a in, intrinsic part of the experience is being like oh, okay this is important to you i'll re- i'm gonna remember that I'll i'm gonna take a note of that this is gonna go in my special little box <laughs> and then you know i have the key for this and now I just, i'm gonna tuck that away and i have that whenever i need it so like um but like that's the fun of it you know like i i where is the Where's the entertainment? Where's the challenge for you as a DM in running, you know, there's nothing wrong with pre-made adventures because they're there for they're there for beginners, they're there to learn, they're there to teach you the structure, but like it's like at that point it's like reading a like choose your own adventure book to your friends, you know? Like it's like this is a story someone else wrote and I am narrating it for you all, you know? In that case you really are the narrator. But it's much more fun to just be a referee. And let everything that the players say and do be what comes back and bites them in the ass later.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: That's
2: fine. It's like, oh, this wasn't me. You, you chose this. <laughs> this was your. You, you said this many episodes ago, this many sessions ago, that this was something that you cared about. And so, by you know, by narrative law, this now has to come back around and become something that we address later. <laughs>
1: So this is also a good therapy tool for consequences of past actions coming in (laughs) and not having fate or leaving the universe up to it, but literally leaving another human being up to your consequences, which, you know, all I'm saying is we need to get this therapy D&D going, Adrian. Listen,
0: (laughs) I'm not licensed. I can't say anything until I'm licensed, okay? Every time I give out life advice, I'm like, okay, I know you know (laughs) That i am a psychology major but this (laughs) i am not a counselor all right there that's my freaking little warning okay let me tell you okay
1: (laughs) i'm not a doctor but in my official medical experience of being a human on on this earth
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) i am not a doctor but
2: (laughs) i will say there's there is definitely a there's a there's an amount of players who who are like i don't want anything in my games to mirror things that i'm dealing with in real life because i play games through the escapism and that's the whole however i i know a lot of people that get a lot out of taking something in their character and then relating it to something that they're dealing with and it's like for instance like in one of my games at the store our barbarian just found a dragon egg And it just hatched, uh, like uh, this this last week. And so he has this little baby white dragon that he's been calling little Varg, which his name is Varg. So he's calling it little Varg, and um, he is like, it's him in real life is about to have his first baby in like two weeks. Like his wife's due in like two weeks. So I. I was like, okay, cool. So what if the egg hatched right now, like a week or two ago? And so I was like, so for the next couple weeks he can play out this sort of new dad story while he's waiting to be a new dad. And every time I every time I mention that little baby dragon and see the way that his face just completely lights up, like, I'm like, that is like that to me is why I do why I DM, why I sit behind the screen, you know, as often as I do. Because for every for as much as I love playing the game, there's nothing like laying down a track like that watching a player follow it and then seeing how rewarded they feel on their face at the end when they've when they've gotten to the part that you were excited for them to get to like that is unmatched to me
0: yeah that full circle kind of thing that like it's not just that you like you made it for them but you also listened to them so it was like this thing that we both made and that we're taking part of creating it and coming full circle And I, you know, that's a very important part, at least from my, like, my, I guess, DM ideal is like, this isn't my game. This is our game. We're playing this together. Like if you're not having fun, I'm not having fun. Well, let's, let's try to figure out how to make it fun again. Things
2: like that. Absolutely.
1: So I'm not calling you out because it sounds like you are a fantastic DM because you validate your players' voices. But what (laughs) do you do (laughs) if you do have issues in your campaign? this really was i'm uh, i'm assuming that you've had issues is where i'm like
2: Um, don't get mad at me uh well it depends on if you mean like in character issues or out of character like issues with the players issues with like
1: player characters like real players yeah
2: real people it depends on like the severity um because if it's like this person means well but maybe a little socially awkward so they'll like like, like I have, like I, like I have a couple of older people in some of my gr- groups who have been playing for a really long time, and so they have like a certain understanding of the rules that may not line up with my sort of rule of cool style of DMing. So at that point, it's just a gentle like, hey, like I, I, I understand, you know, this is the rules is written, but you know, I think it's we have new players in the game, and I don't think it benefits them to hold them to like this Bible of rules they haven't read, you know, because everyone paid to be here and everyone's here for fun, and that's ultimately what we're here for is just to have a good time and play a mm-hmm. game. But if it's something like someone says something to somebody that's like super inappropriate, then at that point, it's like I have to bring like I have to bring game store management in and like they don't give refunds out. So it's like that 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 is a huge incentive for people to not be an asshole, because (laughs) if you're if you it says it right on the page, it's like if you're like, you know, no. No in, improper behavior will be tolerated. If you say anything, you know, in the following brackets of horrible, you know, if you do anything that could be considered a hate crime, you know, you're gone, and that's there's no it's a zero warning policy. Like you're out, and you don't get a refund, and that's it. So you know, and it's not like cheap, you know, like it's not like it's not like twenty dollars. It's like you know, it, it's upwards of like a hundred bucks for six sessions. So depending on you know the the complicated you know ness of the of the game and the system, but um that that alone is enough of 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 like a deterrent for people usually um so like at least in live action at least in games that i'm paid to dm for i don't usually have those problems um in games where it's like i'm not being paid and are like my own personal at home games like ones i've done where i've recruited people over roll 20 or whatever just because i wanted to try out a new system i'll just i'll just ban you (laughs) like if you if i'm 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 like i like i'm like if i'm not like if i'm not representing the store and if it's not something that i'm paid to do where they can leave a review on my store page on on start playing games if it doesn't if it's not either of those two things then i'm like your opinion doesn't like if you're if you're a horrible person and you say something horrible to one of my players it's important to me that everyone feels safe here so i'm just going to i'm just going to remove you from the game and the server like it's just that's there's no because like why would you this is like this this place is filled with so many underprivileged like marginalized individuals the rpg space is where so many people come to feel welcome and home and you know like safe so why would you choose to fill it with that kind of nastiness and like and like willingly use your time to make people uncomfortable like I would like I'm not going to welcome that kind of person at my table. I don't think a whole lot of other people are going to either. So at some point, you know, you're going to run out of tables to 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 play at and, you know, at that point maybe 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 go to therapy or something. Look inward.
1: It might be problem. Them.
2: It's something else. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's you. You know, if you if you're <laughs> like, no one wants to play D&D with you, maybe it's not the other tables' fault, you know. Oh uh,
1: gosh. I know for me um, in my journey right now and my healing like even hearing somebody say it's important to hold your boundaries, even if you are playing for fun, and it is maybe people that you invited into your space to not take it completely personal. If somebody does something that you're like, "Whoa, bro! I didn't know we had that relationship where you felt comfortable to say that in my space," and I don't know what I've led to let you say that, um, but it's not tolerated anymore. And just like the no nonsense. 'Cause I know I'm I'm willing to give about a million and a half tries. Hashtag trauma. <laughs> Adrian, I enjoy the face that you give me whenever I just like meh. Okay. It's fine.
0: I'm not a counselor yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready.
1: (laughs) Well, but I I can also joke about, like, it's right now, I feel like I'm joking about a very past different person talking about holding boundaries. And, like, they are important. And hearing somebody say, like, yeah, my boundaries are strong makes me also feel like, oh, like, that's allowed. I can do that. And, you know, even having that strength is contagious
0: that's good that's good um like every time when someone says like i feel like i'm talking about a different person like you were definitely like everybody's a different person from three months ago <laughs> like like we keep changing and learning new things all the time okay like man that was young adrian that was yesterday i know i'm so much wiser i'm never climbing that hill again
2: uh... you know the weirdest <laughs> thing it's so funny you say that i literally I saw a memory on Facebook that was like it was like 2016 and -hmm. it was a post that I had made that was like I would totally fight me from three years ago (laughs) you know I'm such a different person now and now me you know what like six years after that I'm like shut up nobody cares like I would fight you you know what I mean like (laughs) like, it's so funny the like you know like the the ways in which like our, like, our opinions of where we were at and the things that we were so, so gung-ho about very short time ago in the grand scheme of things, and you're just like, shut up. Like, you you don't know anything yet. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> always my like this. That- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking.
0: <laughs> it's that idea of just, like, whenever I talk to, like, uh, someone just kind of younger than me, and I'm like, I, you know, look, I know I say it jokingly, but sometimes... You'll get it when you're older, that idea. That's kind of real, okay? As much as you hate it, it's kind of real.
1: <laughs> I had to remind my students this week that you don't start arguments with punching. Like that had to be a conversation we had because they were like, I'm just about to hit them. And I was like, like, that's not where we need to stop. We needed to stop behind. And they were like, what do you mean? We didn't say anything to each other. And I was like, yeah, but like you built rapport with each other for a year now, you didn't just like wake up one day and you're like, "I'm gonna punch this motherfucker." I choose you like filled each other's banks, or you took them up and like made them feel unsafe. So it's wild. This new generation, I'm so excited for.
0: <laughs> they gonna do something. We ain't ready.
1: <laughs> you know. It's fine. They can't add nah, sometimes. Can't add so, math. are we really? The-
0: <laughs> Give them a simple number problem. They
2: done. <laughs> T- to be fair, I also can't do math. So, you, <laughs> like, let's-
1: you we. You play Dungeons and Dragons. There's a level of math that you can do.
2: I yeah, but like the computers can do it all for you now. I do so. I do as little math as I have to. Like unless <laughs> I physically, I really want to like feel the dice, which, like, I'll, I'll do if it's, like, a roll that's, like, I feel like I, I really want to, like, make everyone nervous. I'll, like, just, because I want them to hear how many dice I'm rolling. I'll, like, actually physically shake them. <laughs> but, otherwise, I'm, I'll use Discord, you know, DiceBot or something. It's just, it's just...
0: I was, uh, what's it called? We did, we were doing math in real life for our Different Dragon's <laughs> Game, like, a week ago, and they were, like, adding the numbers wrong, and I was just, like, I'm just gonna let that pass. I was <laughs> just like... I know it doesn't benefit me, but man, I don't want to argue about math. Like, <laughs> this is a lot. Someone corrected them later. I'm like, okay, cool. It wasn't me.
1: <laughs> you know, it was. it's a hard skill, honestly. And then you have nervous because, like, there is some level of, I should know this by now. So then those endorphins kick in and then hide your brain and then it's a whole it is a whole I will give you the benefit of the doubt when you are on public display <laughs> of having to do math um but then you know it's fine I can't read numbers does that help because I roll my dice online for us and I'm like oh my god that's a fucking one and it's a seven and like I <laughs> I just can't read them so i what's worse the computer doing it me not being able to translate it to my vocal chords or is it the actual math that you attempted
2: Good question. i don't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if i have that honestly i think they're both pretty bad but honestly not being able to read numbers as a dnd player is a really pretty significant uh <laughs> pretty significant l
0: i got a two Ooh, uh, oh, hey <laughs>
2: That is kind of fun. Like they're like at least like at least on iPhone, you know, like they have the option to select text and read basically anything out loud. So that's kind of fun. At least like um, technology is catching up to where accessibility needs to be. We're almost there. Nice, <laughs> um,
1: Adrian. You yeah, play a lot no of world. role twenty. Accessibility sounds like a really good place for you to also input. Do you agree? What?
0: Accessibility. Yeah. I mean, this is important. Sorry, where, where are you coming <laughs> Yeah, what are you trying to get me to say?
1: <laughs> I just want you to throw your opinion on Roll20, because I know you do... You What I'm thinking is you do a lot of Roll20, and uh-huh. you do yeah, have online, so there is a level of... I guess if you've noticed a change because you, you pull strangers from the internet, um, if there's All a change the in seeing people maybe you wouldn't see in a game store.
0: Um... Yeah, I wouldn't see people from California and Texas. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's there's that. There's people who just don't have time to go to a store, and you, or like me, who doesn't have a store. I don't got no local play. I just have. I don't even think there's any kind of like we don't got any Target or Walmart or anything like that around here. I'm all the way out here in the sticks, kind of thing. <laughs> so like having this ability to reach out to. All these people across U.S. and even I have one player in Norway right now. So, like, I'm able to get a bunch of different perspectives and ideas and just uh, a different kind of social class, to be honest, for some people who are just, like, like, shut-ins, but... They live over here kind of thing. Um, people who are afraid to kind of interact with those people in, in person have the ability to just, like, I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to turn off my mic, my camera, things like that, so they can, like, I need a breath. Sometimes, you, you mean, like, in all, for the most part, I, like, hey, look, if you guys need to pause, just let me know. I've already kind of, like, that safety rule kind of done in person. Like, hey, just send me a message. I don't, you don't have to make it a big public thing. Just go for it. Which I think is a nice benefit of just like online play. But I mean, I do miss in person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, is there any safety rules that you have at your table, Robin?
2: Um, yeah, uh, I have the, I have a couple different ones that I like using just because again, making sure, especially if you're playing with people who don't know each other, Mm -hmm. a great way to make sure that everyone feels comfortable role-playing is making sure that everyone's on the same page about what things you're not going to talk about. So the lines and veils system is huge. Um, just coming in immediately and being like, nobody has to tell me up front, if it's an online game, we'll do like a Google form so that people can just send me stuff anonymously. Um, if it's in person, I'll have people either like text me or email me or give, just patch slip me a note, you know? Um, but like things that it's like the, like, you know, like veils are things that it's like for people not familiar veils are things that are, you, you can mention, but you don't want to focus on. So like any subject that you don't, that you'd rather just like fade to black or, you know, just sort of vaguely hint at without really spending any direct time on. And then lines are things that just absolutely no inclusion at all. Um, and, like, it's it's interesting because there are things that you don't even think about, you know, that, like, you'll be, like, as, as somebody who consumes a lot of d d media and knows a lot of fantasy tropes or sci-fi tropes or whatever your preferred genre of TTRPG is, there are certain things that, again, you just don't think about might be upsetting to somebody, so it's good to just have people give you a list and then be like, okay, I can, these. that way it's, like, honestly, it's like... It, it, it's not even that big of a challenge because even with a bigger table, you know, you're going to have at most 50, you know, if if, with, 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 you know, on the high end, you know, maybe 50 or so things that you'll either have to like vaguely touch on or not include at all. That still leaves billions of things that exist regardless of setting. So it's like, it's not that, but and then that way, everyone knows that they're not going to run into a situation that's going to make them, suddenly uncomfortable like like spiders is a really big one for a lot of Mm -hmm. people like i've had so many people put that under lines like i don't want i don't want mentions of spiders i don't want to see them i don't want to have descriptions of people that have spider-like features you know like it's like and like I'm, I, I, I am 100. Like I understand, you know what I mean. Like I'm yeah. not a spider fan at all. I'm like I'm, <laughs> I am with you guys. I feel you. So it's just, it's just, it's better to be respectful than to lose a player or make somebody feel scared or uncomfortable during a game that's supposed to be fun and relaxing for everybody. Maybe not relaxing all the time, but mm-hmm. like at the very least, like a wind down activity, like a, an activity that is downtime activity. You know, not like it's not supposed to be work. Or it's not. You're not supposed to feel dread going to your D D table. You know. Right. So Lines and Veils is a big one. I love the X card system or X card or red card. Red can sometimes be easier because almost everyone has something red in their house that they can. If you're doing online games anyway, um, at my table, I'll usually just pass everyone a card that I've drawn an X on. But for the X card system, it's at any point, if we've touched on anything that you're just like, nope, just, you know, you throw your X card down we don't question anything we don't we don't ask questions there's no well why did why is this it's just let's move on you know let's 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 back up or move on or switch scenes or whatever we need to do and then i think yeah no that's it those are the, my two big ones at my table. Well, and then an open table policy is also really good. Like just saying that at any point you can get up and leave, you know, you can you can leave and, you know, if you need to leave and come back, if anything's, you know, too intense, you can you can, you can can step away or ask me to pause the game so we, everyone can take a break. You know, like I want there to be open dialogue. I want everyone to feel comfortable, not only just talking to me, but to their fellow players about their boundaries and where they're comfortable and where they're not comfortable. So having that like open table communication policy um, and having that like, all of these things expressed from the beginning, like session zero, you should lay out, here are all of our safety tools. Um, This is the, I have a zero tolerance policy for people making other people uncomfortable. And that should just be the end of that, you know, and that, and that just that alone, you'll be surprised how many people will really come out of their shell, knowing that they're safe at your table.
0: Yeah. It's always important. Um, I think it's something that I kind of, I never, I didn't start off with in my games at first, But it was something that I did address, like, later on, like, hey, this game might get intense. Let me know at any point, shoot me a message, because it's it's important to make sure that this fun thing isn't traumatizing. Like, we have to live in the real world. This doesn't have to be bad. This can be fun, like, terrifying and fun or, like, intense and fun. But, like, we're not trying to go with bad and any other adjective. (laughs)
1: And that's a good, healthy relationship in general, just being able to have those open lines of communication. Because um, I know at tables, I have felt uncomfortable, but it was never to the point that I need to remove myself. But being aware that if it got to a point that I needed to remove, my, remove myself, that everybody at the table understood that it would be okay. Like, And I think that's part of the anxiety of also playing in front of other people that Sometimes you are going to get emotional stories. Sometimes it's going to hit a little close to home and where you are in your journey is going to play a factor. So if you are like, oh, that hits close, but like, let's, let's play this. um, Maybe there's something else I can learn. Maybe there's something else that's okay. Um, Whereas, you know, feeling safe enough to be like, oh, this is where that went. No, thank you. Let me, let me excuse myself. Because I feel like maybe it just applies to me. Let me say something to my DM because I feel like it's important enough to me for everybody to stop and for us to have a conversation. And that, once again, goes back to adding your player voice to the table that is always a good idea.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) All right. I don't know. It's been a while since we talked about it. And I want to talk. Tell me about the podcast.
1: Robin, do you want to tell about the podcast or do you, I, I think you should intro um, it and I've talked about it, you know?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a little, uh, a little promo. Um, we had just, we, we have, we have acquired quite a backlog while we've been working on getting stuff edited um, and ready to actually post, but we're what, seven? seven episodes ish in um, and uh, about to start recording a bunch of one shots for the, for the Patreons. That's, that's fun and exciting, but anyway, um, uh, tales from is a uh, narrative first actual play podcast uh, where it's uh, Alex and uh, a couple other people. Uh, and uh, if you want to know the cast, you know, go check it out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that'll a couple of it's not like there's any huge prizes in there but uh <laughs> but they will be new to you so yes um, but it's a it is a it is we are using fifth edition um but it's a science fantasy podcast set in a homebrew universe um it is about lights and love and heroes and destiny and responsibility and um meal cubes uh so if that doesn't <laughs> sound already convincing enough, um we also have such lovely things such as uh dragons made of lightning and uh evil robots and uh rockets and uh some really cool AI and some Voltron type shit. Uh it's 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 cool. Uh I I it's a lot of fun and I I, I genuinely enjoy every episode that we make. So that's my that's my pitch.
1: I ditto everything that Robin said, because it is uh, an experience, at least for me on the player side of of pushing my character play into something that I've never done in my life, not even in theater, not even like in theater class or with loved ones. Like, it, it's just a moment for me to open up. With my colleagues, it's it's just a, a blast and, and to live in a world that I don't know, feels forgotten, right? I Voltron feels like it was a thousand years ago for us in our childhood. Right? And you thinking and then then pulling up all the other Tsunami stuff, right? It's just it feels like a lot of nostalgia but like in an adult format. And Robin does a fantastic storytelling job. So if you are tired of my voice, you can just mute me and then like every <laughs> 5 seconds come back for Robin because Robin has a beautiful story in there even though I think she's trying to play off that she's integrating her characters. No, it's it's <laughs> it's we Robin's it. story. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> called out. Is that a backhanded compliment? No, no. Is that what that's called?
2: I think yeah, That's it's like Robin's so good at railroading us. It's, it's <laughs> honestly impressive how little agency we have. <laughs> I gave y'all. I literally. Um, You're right. Started off session one, giving you guys three separate options for what you wanted. Your very first adventure to be so i i i wanted to set the tone early that like this galaxy was y'all's to explore and the information i gave you guys was yours to act on so uh i i i'm i'm trying to hold to that sometimes i get i'll maybe encourage something because i get really zealous uh about <laughs> uh just you guys in your characters and i want to see you guys interact with more of the world and um it's it's hard as a dm not and, and this goes for campaigns that aren't streams too it's hard not to get ahead of yourself and to be like oh well i have all this because of these things that i know about my characters i know that these potential things hanging in the air if we ever touch on them will be really cool so then when you guys are like getting close to something it's like it takes every fiber of my being not to be like it's right there it's right right there <laughs> like it's you got it you're right there so um but it's you know it's That's the fun, though, of, you know, and I know what whatever, you know, but that is the fun of leaning on your players decisions to a degree, because whatever I know about the universe at large, you know, I'm like, I I have my Bible of truths, you know, is sort of like my my approach to DMing is like, here are just things about the world that are true, regardless of whether or not the players interact with them. Um, and then those things will always continue moving regardless of what you guys are doing and it's like if you guys touch on that stuff great if not then i will write new truths about the things you do touch on you know it's like we had that whole adventure on the you know i'm not gonna spoil anything on here because go listen to the podcast but (laughs) we have the whole adventure on the on, on the island and so much of that was just me on the fly going especially near the back end because you rolled so well so many times in a row to get so much information that I wasn't expecting you guys to have so I was like okay now I have to like it was like on the fly like let me create this like mini, this little climax for you guys to come and 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 to go and, and deal with so it's it, it's it's the most fun sort of improv i've never taken an improv class and i never would um i do genuinely believe that that is a cult and uh, <laughs> I, I i if you've done improv if you've done your time and your rounds and put in your work and gotten to that point where that was what you know like and if that was a genuinely great experience for you i'm still so happy for you i'm not i'm not dunking on you at all I personally would never. Um, I would get too addicted to feeling lightly praised for, <laughs> for anything that I did by my... And then I would just be crushed when I went out into the world and nobody thought I was funny. So uh, I can't put myself into that kind of an environment. Uh, I, me, I won't allow I, it. <laughs> playing D&D for a really long time, I feel like has given me the tools. That and then doing acting and voice acting, especially... Uh, voice acting especially I feel like prepared me for doing podcast D&D because trying to get emotion across without people being able to see your face is its own skill um, and a lot of that goes into making the world feel full and lived in and like you said like forgotten you know like it has its own personality like all these places that you guys have been to have this air of like this place was abandoned. You know, like, 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 no one who lives here is choosing to, you know, these are the people who couldn't leave, you know, so it's, I, yeah, I have a, I have a great time. I love creating that, that show. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's passion project doesn't even begin to describe, uh, Tales From. That's my baby.
1: And it is our baby. It, no, look, I just like, like, wet nurse. Like, that's my, that's my contribution to this like you did all the caring and the labor and the putting things together and I am very honored to be a part of it and at no point have ever felt railroaded by my DM I have felt railroaded by my players because they didn't agree (laughs) with my opinion and that's an issue but that was why they're my colleagues and not necessarily (laughs) (laughs)
2: this is uh this is some shade that's coming coming out here (laughs) all right you got like three
0: weeks to figure out how you're gonna cover this up alex (laughs) Uh,
1: they you know what come at me oh you oh you come
2: (laughs) i will say i really you have this this way of turning maybe not having the opportunity to talk all the time into a character decision you know like you make it seem in character to be not given you know always and that 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 i just attribute to people being very nervous and very excited to be their first time on any sort of radio play so i'm I'm, you know i my my patience with it is is high but uh yeah i definitely i understand what you mean and where you're coming from for sure i feel there was literally there was a during that uh, this is just some this is some Behind the the table talk that uh might need to get cut, <laughs> we'll see I actually during that talk back uh was totally reading a web comic for like <laughs> fifteen minutes because ever I would check back in and be like, oh is they're still talking about this okay, I'm just gonna and then I was just you know it was a really good web comic
1: like so just, yeah. <laughs> sometimes nothing you know you just it's not
2: personal it's just i i can't pay attention for that long i I, my my brain doesn't i'm not medicated like i can't do that i literally cannot do that
1: why do you think when i play i've got a notebook in front of me yeah it fits (laughs) the character like oh yeah this bitch would be taking notes um but it is like doodles i'm like oh that's a good idea i should do that later and like (laughs)
2: <laughs> i still don't know what your prediction was for but i guess we'll have to wait and see I, see if it ever does come true
1: i know it'll happen like i know we'll find out what i'm thinking but i don't want to give you that i don't want to give you the satisfaction of <laughs> like i'm confirming what you already have done or what you're already thinking or i don't want you to have the satisfaction of oh this bitch is real wrong and we're going to show her. okay
2: <laughs> so you just don't want me to know at all i don't yeah there's two of. sides of that okay no i respect that that's fair i will weaponize it if you tell me so
1: <laughs> and through this like, podcast i, I have I been confirmed
2: just... <laughs> but like it makes me more excited that makes me just like even more excited for future seasons and the one shots and because if you guys have on your first basically your first try we won't talk about the false starts but basically your first try if you guys have managed to create believable characters that have interactions with each other that feel like they naturally progress based on the personalities everyone has like the like the conversation between you and ben about destiny and like two episodes ago that really felt like a natural progression of the clashing of their ideologies over the course of the, of the, of the couple of arcs that you guys have been through already. So like it's, it's so I can't wait to take y'all's brains and then see how they operate in different characters and other settings and other worlds. And uh, just, just, I love, I love my table. Y'all are great. Y'all are great role players and uh, great at uh, the, the, the aspect of like the radio aspect of it, making things sound Good and believable and interesting and yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm a lucky DM.
1: We are lucky players to have you. Um, I would also just oh. like to note that I did pull from my uh, short stint playing in the shadow with Michael as the shadow and nice having four lines and having to sit there for an hour <laughs> um, and only being only there to be the dumb hoe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm channeling that. That rage that the dumb hoe may feel into a very—I wouldn't say gr- she's not grumpy. She's just very stoic. Mm.
2: We'll say curmudgeonly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not like an old curmudgeon, like a young, like a curmudgeon that no, like, makes you can be no a sense.
2: Just—it's—it's the—it's—it's being—it's being jaded by capitalism. It'll turn anyone into you know a curmudgeon. What? You're
1: right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All my homies hate capitalism. <laughs>
1: so, Adrian, we're hitting forty-eight minutes. Mm-hmm. You want to keep going? How you feel? What'd you feel? I'm good.
0: Okay. Just I'm enjoying you I mean, hey, look, this is how you feel, probably right. <laughs> Whenever I overtake the podcast. <laughs>
1: um, I will admit. So, I and I was thinking about this while y'all were talking about being on a podcast and feeling very much imposter syndrome in the, in in the entire time. And also learning about how my brain works within this world. You know, the, I have a lot of rapport with Adrian. I have a lot of rapport with Robin. Y'all are both safe spaces for me that I've previously established. So like, that's why I'm on fire right now. (laughs) but Other i mean the fever <laughs> aside <laughs> from the hundred fever i have right now because this world is uh destroying me it's okay it's okay to try new things and be awkward is really the lesson i'm trying to convey to you dear listener it's okay to feel awkward it's okay to feel like an imposter in a place that you have been invited you have but you've been invited so there's some level of i identity that you do have and you hold that other people recognize. So even if you don't recognize what you bring to the world, positive, negative, whatever, um, I'm mostly gearing towards positive because that's what we struggle with. It's okay. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to be awkward. And like living your truth is fine. And you will find your people and you will find the places you need to be. And having open and honest conversations alleviates a fuck ton of anxiety that you may have.
0: Yeah. And I think that we will eventually kind of, I mean, I feel like we'll come to accept the things we are, but then we'll also give ourselves that next hurdle to go to. (laughs) So like, yeah, I'm a much better DM or player, or I know the rules than I was before, but now I feel like I need to be more. I need to do more, but that's okay. Okay, but also accept that you have accomplished something, that you haven't just, like, I'm still not good enough, but you're better, and that's something, <laughs> and that's, it's hard to accept when you see all these people on, like, uh, like critical role, or D- D20, you're like, oh, no, I want to be like this, I want to be like, be yourself, dude. Y'all, y'all need to know that that, that they do certain things for X amount of years, and y'all... We're just playing a game for fun as long as you're having fun with this thing then you're ha- then you're doing what you want to do
2: <laughs> i was just gonna say like you're you're like you're 100 right and but the whole the, the you know the problem with comparing yourself to other dms is like you're not playing for that table you're not dming for those those that group of people so like you don't have to be that dm that dm has attuned their style to their friends and their preferred style of play and your friends don't want that they want you to be you they don't want you to come in and suddenly be acting like matt mercer they're going to be really weirded out if you come in and suddenly you are doing things you've never done before because you're one of there people are going to be like are you okay you know like do you need a glass of water do you or do we need to take five you know like i so just be yourself because that's what if people have already agreed to play D with you chances are you know they want to see what you want to bring to the table and honestly the way that i get around just for the podcast just like to get myself out of bed to actually start recording and not be completely consumed by imposter syndrome i'll flip it around it's like yeah but also you know Brendan lee mulligan isn't me you know, like there's like, I there, there are things that I can bring based on my unique experiences okay. and the combination of influences that I have that only I will provide for only my table. And that's something really special and unique that every DM and every table has, no matter who you are. If you've never DM before, you still have something that no other DM, including the ones that you think you'll never match up to, can bring to the table. You have something inside of you that is special and different and you, and that is enough for your players.
1: <laughs> throwing the money <laughs> yeah
0: and people uh, i mean like hey who do you look up to like
1: myself look,
0: dude like i'm gonna be dming for them okay that's my goal like that's where i'm gonna aim higher than whatever you see right now that's what i want to do Okay, want play now, I'm not gonna
2: say I don't have people you know on a dream list from those shows, <laughs> because I ever had a guest on the show here are, but it's not who you'd expect it's never the people who are like the top like the the fan i'm i'm always about, i'm about the niche. The, the, the niche players that I'm like, you know, like, that's my that's my bag. So I'm not going to name names because that's real pick me. And I'm not about that, but
1: <laughs> pick me, if if it happens, it happens, it me because
2: I begged on another podcast.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We got some connections. Ooh, <laughs> do <Did> we? <laughs> Sometimes I'm happy we don't actually like screen record. Because I think it would be a whole different experience where we sound like we're like maybe mature and maybe we've got our life together, but like half of it is just making faces at each other.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Cringy ass Gen Z stuff.
1: (laughs) They can fucking look, I'm going to die on this hill. Go. Gen Z (laughs) can fucking take the laughing, squinty eyed emoji with the eyes popping out out of my cold. Dead fucking hands. Yep. <laughs> that yeah. is the that's the biggest boomer move I'm gonna make in my life, and I'm confident that that's it. <laughs> They're gonna fucking take it. Okay.
2: On Alex's note, I'm very grateful that we don't screen record <laughs> that or or Twitch stream for the podcast uh, or for any of our properties, because like I fully am always eating or something on camera. And I'm like, no one's gonna, cause I can mute my mic. You know, <laughs> right, I have, like, right, this, like, right. it has a built in mute button. So I can mm-hmm. mute this and nothing records in Audacity. So I can just sit here and eat and like drink out of an icy glass into my microphone. And it doesn't matter. But if we were Twitch streaming, holy crap. I'd just be sitting here with a mouthful of like a meatball sub or something. And it'd just be unseemly. So no, thank you.
0: <laughs> on the other podcast, I mute myself in the discord, but I forget that I'm recording locally. <laughs> So, the, uh, what's it, Henry, uh, he's, he's always like, Adrian, you gotta stop eating. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> ah, sorry. Uh-huh. And, like, and then there's this, like, one episode where everyone was, like, burping, and Henry's like, I'm done with y'all. <laughs> y'all can edit yourselves. <laughs> Henry, you're great, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh the troubles of recording
1: but podcasting is great because you get to have weird um, conversations and you build connections with people that you would never thought you would have So once again if you are planning on or thinking about podcast just fucking do it. doesn't somebody tried to fucking attack me for recording on my goddamn iPhone the beginning episodes you can come for me as well because we are doing art and now we have upgraded and we will upgrade <laughs> in the future.
0: Yeah, it's a process. You gotta see if you're investing in this, or if it's just a like. Maybe I want to do this. Like, we ain't gonna drop a hundred and two hundred dollars on this thing if we don't know.
1: <laughs> I will admit, but sometimes I we'll do do that. But, oh well, yeah, but mm. yeah, <laughs> um, not the
0: financial safe move, but I do it.
1: <laughs> the best financial move I have ever made, and if you are looking at doing some sort of something on the social medias or flyering or any literally anything is fucking canva canva is my jam I have been paying for it the entire time now that I get it free for being a teacher I'm still paying for it because I'm they're once again gonna pull that out of my cold dead hands and <laughs> it has come in handy more often than not which is wild because I don't I don't feel like I do besides the podcast I don't feel like my day-to-day life, Requires me to have like images or filters or things, but look, the twelve dollars a month is worth it if you're thinking about it. That's what I'm saying. Also, Canva sponsor us.
0: Yeah, I was about to add that. Canva sponsor us. Uh, all right, we're about to hit the. Uh, do you have any questions, Robin?
2: No, I don't have any questions. You guys, you guys are great. You guys are great uh, to talk to. This is this was fun.
0: Oh shucks! <laughs> yeah, uh, and I guess once more, plug plug what you got.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, go listen to Tales from the Starlight Ascension. Uh, we may still only have one episode out by the time this comes out, but we there will be more coming out soon. They're in the process of being edited now. We got over a long period of technical difficulty. Um, also, uh, go listen to the audio drama that I write and direct, and did all the casting and everything for Uncle Pancake, available wherever you podcast as well. Um, that's that is my that is my 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 little my little baby boy. Uh, that that is my 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 brainchild. Hick yes.
0: All right, you got
2: it.
1: Oh, I thought I had it written down. I do not have it written down. I pulled. A... I'll be real.
0: I I did it the other day. And I'm like, oh man, I am so
1: underprepared.
0: <laughs> it's so bad.
1: Uh it's hard. I should have, I should honestly write it down because I do feel like I always forget something. And whenever we stop recording, I'm like, ah, fuck, I should have added. Or if I listen to another podcast, I'm like, oh, I should add that in. Nah, fuck it. You get us <laughs> in our art form and maybe the beta form. Is uh, <laughs> that how that works? I don't know. Okay.
0: I don't know. I want to say raw, but I didn't like that. <laughs> and that's why we have the explicit tag.
1: Because <laughs> Alex said motherfucker like three times. Um,
0: and Adrian said raw. That's true.
1: <laughs> I'm going to throw that idea right out of my brain. It's It's got to go. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, dear listener, for joining us for another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. Um, Find us on social medias. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, You can also find us on our Patreon, which we will be kicking back here soon. So if you want all sorts of special things coming your way, help us support our addiction of growing and talking about Dungeons and Dragons and making this a whole personality type. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex.
1: And I'm Robin.
0: Go have some fun.